Hello, and welcome to Good Gamers. I am your host, James Smith, and today I am joined with... Hi, my name is Tim, but most people know me around the internet as Detective Zen. Well, thank you for joining the podcast today, Tim, Mr... Thank you for inviting me. Uh, Yes, I always appreciate when someone says yes to the podcast. It makes me feel valid. (laughs) Yeah, I can understand why. (laughs) Um, So, uh, uh, Tim, uh, what are you currently playing? I am going through the PC port of Red Dead Redemption 2 right now. Okay. And it is a fun ride still. It really is, even after all this time. Nice, nice. I personally have never played Red Dead Redemption games. Like, I have them, you know, but I've never sat down and played them. Um, I have... It's just incredible detail that Rockstar put into these games. I mean, they talk about, you know, all the random events and that sort of thing that happens, but it's actually the little things that impress me. One of the things they've done is uh, when you transition from, say, an inside environment to an outside environment, there's a moment where the camera has to adjust. Now, this is a tiny detail that they didn't need to do. It just adds to the immersion of the world. It does. I would, say, I would agree with you yeah. on that. The, um, I have a, a brother-in-law, and his name is Dennis. And in yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, they have an, uh, a part that's called St. Denise. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, Dennis, look, an island is named after you. <laughs> And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I showed it on the map. Look, it's clearly, it's clearly after you. Thank Dennis. <laughs> but um, yeah. uh, uh, how many hours have you logged in this game? Uh, this round, I'm about 30 hours in so far. It's, just, it, it's a game that just really pulls you in. Because it's not just the main story that you have. You've got random events that just happen in the world just as you're traveling around. This is a game that just encourages you not to... There is fast travel, but it's a game that encourages not to fast travel. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, of course. It wants you to do things. The, um... Yeah, I don't... Because no. things just happen on the side... Of, sorry. Go ahead. No, continue. Oh, uh, so just things happen on the side of the road that just turn up. down, ...and there's a woman who's sort of trapped onto a horse that just died, or there is a criminal... Just escape. Who basically just escaped from a chain gang, and you have the choice to save him or should just to unchain him or do something else. That sort of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. I I noticed a lot when I play like um, uh, JRPGs or RPGs, where um, yeah. you, uh, I'm sure you're aware that in a lot of those games you have to grind for XP. Yes, and, yes, you do. And um, I'll, I'm one of those people that's like, oh, I'm just gonna stay in this one spot. And just keep grinding until I'm at a ridiculous level, so that anyone that yeah. comes ahead of me is just going to fall easily. And um, like Dragon's Quest, I think is what it was called, where they would the game would like subtly tell you to move on. They'd be like, James, I think you should maybe move on to the story. <laughs> you know, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, it's like, the oh, game, the game is just a really polite person in the corner, just going, <clears throat> exactly, exactly. <laughs> If you're familiar with uh, the old school Clippy from the Windows, it's like, oh, I see yeah, you're yeah, trying yeah. to play a game. Would you like to move on? <laughs> trying to level up. Maybe you want this area over to the left. Exactly, exactly. Maybe 
Maybe you want to move through this game instead of just staying in this one hour for ten hours. One area for ten hours. Uh, this is why... I, I like the idea of just coming up, so poking, the, poking the enemy in the eye and they just fall over. Yes. Basically, what do you want to be in a JRPG? Uh, that, that, that reminds me of when uh, Metal Gear Solid came out for PlayStation. And uh, yeah. they, had, they had the sneaking suit where you could go invisible... And yeah, yeah. the the dudes, you know, the guards, you could literally go invisible in front of them and they wouldn't know. And then you'd be, come to them and they'd be like, huh? You punch them in the face, go invisible, yeah. they go, huh? And, and it's just like, I think this is the only thing I want to do in the game is just punch the guy in the face, go invisible, yeah. punch him again, go invisible. <laughs> it was just, it was just so funny to me. Ah. Uh. There's but, that one guard in therapy, just not knowing what's happening. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was just walking around and suddenly hit me in the face and I couldn't see it. <laughs> I, I think I may be dreaming. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so, yeah. Do you have, like, an all-time favorite game or not really? All-time favorite? Not really, though. I am a massive fan of the Fallout series. Okay. So, I actually, as much as, tell you how much of a fan it is, I have the collectible. Did you ever see the mini new collectible? Uh, I have. All the games. Uh, you have seen it? Yeah, I got that. Neat. It's one of the only collectibles I own, is the mini nuke, which had Fallout 1 through 3. Nice, nice. And, uh, yeah, had Brotherhood of Steel and that sort of thing in it, so. Cool, cool. The... It sits proudly next to my TV. Sits proudly next to your TV, so you could it, you could look at it and and be like, yes, that's yeah. my thing. It makes it makes a nice kaching sound when you when you detonate it. Oh, cool! <laughs> it has the explosion sound and it goes kaching. Oh. Actually, if you want to give me one second, I can actually bring it over and actually give you the sound. Sure, so, sure, why not? One sure, sure, sure. We'll check it out. We'll check out this kaching sound that the. Ready? Oh, no, the batteries are dead. <laughs> oh, that sounds like my life. All right. I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, the... Uh, a lot more anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, um, I'm not, I would explain that joke to you, but I think everyone gets that joke. <laughs> yeah. We're editing that part out, right? That part's not staying in the podcast, the part where the bomb didn't work. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Again, I'm one of those people. Oh, like, like I said, I I'm very laid back. Like, uh, you know, so yeah. it stays in this podcast because people got to know what's going on. <laughs> you know? that, was, that was actually a joke for the reference, but that's okay. Yes, yes, it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah. We, we, <laughs> okay. Uh, but yes, so, uh, how many times? Uh, have you played this Fallout game? Uh, do you have a particular favorite Fallout, or no? I have to be around... I mean, New Vegas is always a favorite. I love 4. Not many people did because of the changes that they made, but I was a big fan of 4. Okay, okay. Because, I... I mean, the difference between uh, the earlier Fallout and the Tornus, well, first time, there was a lot more brightly colored, which, uh, which I think is what attracted people from it, but I really love the changes that they made. Hmm. Like the weapon customization was uh, really a big thing. How for the first time you can really just sort of set up a weapon to the way you want it to work and that sort of thing. And actually, 
properly set up colonies and that and that sort of stuff. Oh, that sounds so, yeah. neat. That sounds neat. Have you it's ever? It's fun. It really is fun. I'm um, sorry. Have you ever uh, cosplayed as a character ever or no? Dressed up uh, as a character. What do you mean? You know, like oh, I'm gonna dress up like someone from Fallout at for a convention oh, or. Cosplay. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Not specifically. No. I've not specifically cosplayed myself. Oh, okay, okay. I've I've done like one cosplay in my whole entire life. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was um, uh, a Resident Evil scientist because uh, oh, no. the person yeah. uh, that, that I asked who was, uh, uh, she was like a cosplay professional. Her name was Yaya Han. And yeah. I asked her, I said, what do you do if you've never cosplayed before? And she said, keep it simple. So I said, all right, I'll be this uh, Resident Evil scientist. And so... Yeah. Uh, I went as the Resident Evil scientist and people thought that I worked at the convention and they kept coming over and asking questions about Resident Evil to me and I at first was like I don't work for you know Capcom or anything like that but after like the 10th or so person I was just like yeah yeah um I work for an umbrella company, and they're like, oh, what, is it, yeah. what does it do? And I was like, oh, we uh, deal in bioterrorism. And the people would just be like, oh, my goodness, you're, you're, like, you're so good at this. And I was like, <laughs> and, and I was just like saying like bullshit, and it was, it was hilarious. <laughs> I like it. Yes, it was, it, was, it was an overall good experience. I... Cosplay isn't for me though because I'm just not no, like no, the sewing and type guy. But uh, it was, I think the umbrella just cut that out as a uh, subtitle for the company. We deal in bioterrorism. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that's literally what they, they do. They're bioterrorists. The marketing team just sort of, yeah. The marketing team just sort of went. Eh, they might be sending the wrong message. <laughs> what we do. <laughs> I, there was one woman who was deathly afraid because she actually thought that I... she never heard of the Resident Evil game. And she came oh over to God. me and she was like, oh, Umbrella Corporation, what is that? And I said what I just told you. And she had the look of fear on her face that was... Oh, my God. And my friend was like, it's just a video game. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> But again, this was at a convention. This wasn't me just hanging outside. No, I know. <laughs> but you were just going down the street trying to sell bioterrorism. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very tough market. So it's a, it's a niche market to get into. It is. It, it is very niche. You're right. Um, it's a, it's a lot of big players that you try and sell past, and it's just not. A, it's not a fun thing to try and do. No, it's certainly not. It's certainly not. Um, uh, <laughs> Just ask Vault Boy, right? He's in Fallout, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So there you Vault go. Boy, yeah. <laughs> He's the mascot of uh, yeah, Vault Tech. Who are themselves evil? <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> we had a connection. Good, good. <laughs> hey! Um, <laughs> you got a, you got a reference. Come yes, on. yes. You know, the, um, I'm, I'm not too, f not too sure if you're familiar with the, the, the woman Josephine McAdam, but uh, no, I'm not. 
she 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 was on Geek and Sundry like a while back, and but she does yeah. she does her own streaming, and a lot of times people will make a joke. Oh, no, I think I know who you're talking about. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JCBM. Yes, exactly, exactly. And she uh, won't get the reference, and that's like a running gag that she doesn't get references. <laughs> But you know, yeah, and it's 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 delightful. That's all I'm saying. Um, well, it's always fun to try and do references to people who don't get references. Exactly, exactly. Oh, sidebar, <laughs> I went on a date. This was years ago. I went on a date with this yeah. woman, and I made a lot of uh, references or quick, quick remarks, and she said to me yeah. after several of these, "If you're going to keep talking that way, we cannot date." Wow. And my response was, if you don't have a sense of humor, we cannot date. Yeah. <laughs> Suffice it to say, that was the last. <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't continue with this interview. We're just, uh, We don't seem to be on the same wavelength. <laughs> exactly. That's, sort of, that's basically what was being said. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, um, but uh, getting back on the track here... The uh, yeah. if you, Tim, were to invent the game, it doesn't matter what it is. What would it be? Yeah. What would what would your game be if you made a game? I've been thinking about this for a while. The one game I'd love to make is a actual time travel game where you're not trying to preserve the timeline. Nice. And sort of like because uh, I'm a big fan of sandbox games. If you haven't told about the games I've already told you about, yeah, sandbox games but, are fun. But they're fun, but imagine a game where basically the objective isn't to save history, but just kind of mess with it uh. over a certain period of time, over a certain time period. And basically you're this guy who's somehow got a time machine and, I mean, it's just going around just messing with this town. Nice, nice. The, yeah. Uh, I don't... So, I mean, the tough part is if you're doing that, you have to track events over a lot. You have to sort of find a way of tracking events over a certain time period so they translate to the next part. I mean, it's... I think it'd be terrific. It, it would be difficult, but it would, I think it would just be a fun fun box to play in. It, it, it reminds me of this game. Now, I don't know if you have it in Australia, but it was for yeah. PlayStation here. It was called Shadow of Destiny. Uh, I don't think... Well, I, it, look, it may have come out, but I don't think I've actually heard of it. Okay, well, it's fine. It was a PS2 game, and you played as yeah. this guy... Ike, I think was his name, and you would, uh, yeah. you lived in this very small hamlet, and the homunculus, which is this uh, lore creature, comes to you, and yeah. it's like, hey, you can time travel, and so he gives the guy the ability to time travel, and you basically just make changes to the town by time traveling how you see fit. You know, like, you can oh, get nice. rid of the library and make it a museum, you could make your house bigger or smaller you know you could put people in different time periods it was a pretty crazy game but it was fun what was it shadow of destiny i gotta look this up yeah it may be a different name in australia i don't know because in japan it's a different yeah, name maybe. you know and you know you know how it is with different areas they give them different oh, yeah, names absolutely. It, could be, it could be like something different but yeah yeah it's but it's it was it was one of my favorite games uh, growing up. I I loved playing it because, like like you said, you don't have to you don't have to do the rules, but the game eventually is no. telling you to do it. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
But it, but I just it, it, I, another one that I think is very fun to play is Fable, like one through three, not yeah, anything Fable. after that. And uh, I played, I played one. I don't think I, I don't remember playing two or no, I played two. I don't think I played three. Yeah, I never played uh, three, and I have all one, of them. One was <laughs> one was my favorite. I think I love playing Fable one. Of course, of course. Just what the game did there, yeah. As I told you before, with Metal Gear, uh, I did the same yeah. thing in Fable when they were like, "Oh, you could kick this chicken." I literally did uh, for like, oh, the whole thing was just kicking this chicken, and wait. people were calling me Chicken Chaser, and I was like, "Yep, that's me." Pretty much, yeah. Is that, yeah. Supposed to be an insult. You're like, yeah, no, that's what I did. It's exactly what I do. <laughs> You're spot on. Um, <laughs> But um, do you do you have any like video game quotes or things that you say on a daily basis or no? Not on a daily basis, no. Okay, okay. The well, yeah, no, unfortunately, I wish I did, but I don't. The, I also saying war never changes to everybody, and that would that would make sense. But you know, <laughs> understood, understood. Walk into a room, just go war. War never changes. Yes, exactly. And quickly ushered out of the room again. <laughs> you just ominously pop out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I get a soda? War changes nobody. <laughs> That's very funny. I can go the yeah. I can go the Adam Jensen route of I never asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever played Soul Calibur, but Soul Calibur, no. There's no, I'm, a, not, I'm not really a big fighting game fan myself. It's just, it's, it, yeah. Oh, it's fine. It, I, I, reason why I got into video, uh, fighting games is my, my, one of my favorite genres is because when I was younger, I was bullied. So when I came home, yeah, I would picture the people I was beating up as my bully. So that's why I got into fighting games. Yeah. So, um, because I obviously couldn't fight back. I was, that, that's not the point. The point being is that. Find another outlet to do it. Exactly, exactly. And, and <laughs> I used to also, I used to also. This is gonna. I was a really young kid, so this is gonna sound out there. But I used to also. Yeah. Uh, I was so into the video game characters that I would try and pray to them to save me from getting bullied. Like I'd be like, Ryu, please come to school and save me. <laughs> I literally would wish for Ryu to come and help me. What? What's that? Strength, you know, I can understand why you would do that. Yeah. It was, it, you know, I, I don't know if you would call it escapism or like naivete or something along those lines, but that's what I did. It sounds like just like, like a type of escapism. You saw strength in these people, so you would want to be with them. Exactly. So like a, not necessarily, maybe as a source of inspiration or something. Yes. A, a way of trying to find strength is someone who wasn't physically strong yourself. Correct. And, and, the funny story is, when yeah. when I started doing that, I actually got into yeah. a fight with somebody. I didn't know how to fight. Yeah. And, and, you know, I ended up... The first thing that I did was I did a Hadouken. I literally thought I could throw a Hadouken. <laughs> and the people were so shocked that this, this kid is throwing a Hadouken or thinks he could throw a Hadouken. They were literally shocked. Like... Is this kid crazy? Blah 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 blah. So, 
What do you think the next thing I did was? If you have no guess, I'll tell you. Okay, well, I assume that you have no guests, so I'm going to tell you that... Oh, just, oh, just, what did you ask? Sorry, just, sorry for the awkward pause. It just, I didn't hear actually what you asked. Oh, I, I said to you, I first thing I did was throw Hadouken. What do you think the next move that I did was? It was, it the, was it the uppercut whose name I can't remember right now? It was the uppercut, yes. And I connected with that uppercut. Yes. I can't. I did not right. attempt the kick at all. No, I did, I did the uppercut. Yep. The 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 what is it? The bird crane kick or the hurricane kick? Spinning bird kick. Up upside down yeah. spinning bird kick. I don't know. But anyway. But the um, I did a show Ryukin. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. Yeah, I remember. And. Uh, I ended up connecting with the Shoryuken, and oh, wow. the fight was over. I ended up falling on my back, and the person didn't want to fight me anymore. <laughs> I hit them right in the arm. I like literally like just like flailed my fist and was like Shoryuken, <laughs> and I and, and and they literally stopped fighting after that. No, I'd, I'd be shocked too. <laughs> Oh, memories, right? Uh, but uh, so I would take it that fighting games have never inspired you to to fight. Oh, really? No. Okay, that's perfectly fine. I'm sure people's spines out of their back and stuff like that, Mortal Kombat style. I, got you. I find it's rude. <laughs> I got it. I got. Oh, that I was just picturing you doing it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not good to do in polite society. Was you know. Yes, yes. Ripping your face off and then hitting them on fire. <laughs> it's the polite thing to do. Oh, yeah, it's not polite. It's just, yeah, it's frowned upon in modern society. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Um, so, uh, if you were to uh, make, like, an orchestral kind of score for a music mm. game, what genre... Of of, what genre of music would you use? Again, this just depends largely on the game. If we're doing like a if we're doing like a sprawling epic, you need something sort of very lyrical. If you know what I mean, sort of very almost organic in its way, like a like a waving ocean or this is like a wind. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That just can rise and fall depending on the mood. But if you've got something a little more intimate, maybe. A smaller, like maybe a smaller ensemble. Gotcha. Game, it's, it's just, yeah, it depends really what the genre is, what the environment is, what the characters are. Understood, yeah. understood. Is there any point during your day where you have to listen to a song from a video game or no? No, myself, no. Okay, okay, that's perfectly fine. The, um, yep. the usually. Uh, on occasion, not every day, on occasion, I'll listen to uh, a song, you know, like, for example, Seth Roth's theme from Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> or, yeah. or I'll listen to the Empress theme from Final Fantasy VIII, or, 
Yeah. Maybe something from a Chrono Trigger or a Chrono Cross kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like usually those types of songs. I'm like, oh, I need to listen to this. Um, the theme has to be like when you're coming into or out of a room, right? Because that just, just feels the most appropriate. Well, of course, of course. The, um, Open the door and separate. The, I actually got an idea like that when I was at a com, uh, convention. The, one of the first times yeah. that I went to a convention by myself, like literally all by myself, because I have, I have like really bad anxiety when I'm around people. Yeah, no, I know that. A- and so like I, I've gotten better, you know, you know, so I started getting more comfortable. But w- one of the things when I was, uh, I think it was TwitchCon. I think it was 2016, 2017. I'm not 100% sure on the convention. But I was so yeah. nervous to go into the convention that I played the John Cena theme song and just literally walked in <laughs> to the John Cena theme song. And I was, and That's people brilliant. started calling me John Cena afterwards. And and I and I was just like, whatever works, Jimmy. Whatever works. Exactly. If it just pumps you up to go inside, that's yeah. brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Because I literally, I was literally crying in the hotel. I was literally crying on the way there. Yeah. And then I was just like, I I don't know if I can go into okay. this place. And but then I I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put on a wrestling theme song, and I'm gonna go through there. And that's what I yeah, did. Going to place, that's great. It worked out. It worked out nicely for me. Uh, um, but uh, if at all, do you have any interesting stories to share that are like related to the ones that I have told you? Any interesting stories? Unfortunately, yeah. no. I don't really go out that much, so my interesting stories don't. Uh, uh, my interesting stories aren't, aren't that interesting. Okay, okay, not going to twist your arm. <laughs> um, but uh, I may rip your ears off. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, if, if the audience is counting, that's two anticlimactic moments I've created for your podcast. <laughs> this is magic. It's not anticlimactic. <laughs> it's magic. We're creating magic it's here, magic. Tim. Okay. <laughs> it is magic, all right. Remember, because you have an accent, have, people are going to like I you more. <laughs> so it's fine. I'm, I'm just pulling your leg. Um, but I, I do appreciate you, you know you doing the podcast with me. Um, Absolutely. The um, I appreciate that being on the other side of the world. This is an awkward time for schedule. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, my brother, he was like, "Hey, I need you to come over and do something." And I was like, "Okay." I have a you know my I have weird hours. What can I say? That's the point. Yeah, that's fine. I don't need to overshare. <laughs> I think we're already too late for that, but it's fine. Um, have weird hours. I won't ask anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's just how uh, I am as an individual. I like I'll I, I, I'll go to bed early, go to bed late. You know, it all depends on how I feel body wise. Um, Absolutely, and that's yeah, that's important. Yes, exactly. I listen to my body. Um. So, do you remember the first game that you ever played? I'm just wondering. I think one of the first games I really ever played, and now I like to point out the fact that I'm an old man. Okay. So, we're talking back uh, to the Apple II. The All right. Apple IIe, to be precise. And one of the first games 
was Logo Rider, or even Logo. If you've ever heard of Logo as a game, which is basically one of the early vector drawing type games. It's also a combination sort of drawing slash programming. I have not it's heard of that. Basic. Basically, what? what you have is what is known as a turtle, and you program it to draw or just to move. It's a very simple programming type game. Got it. And that's basically where it was started. Hmm. And just all the early games around the Apple II. That's where I sort of really started loving gaming and that sort of thing. Nice. nice. I, I can't mm. say for certain what the first game that I ever played was because I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I played Oregon Trail and I've played yep. Street Fighter, like the original Street Fighter. I think it was called Fighter Street, oh, maybe. Street Fighter. Yes, and you can only be like two people, and you know. Uh, but I think that was the oldest game that I ever played. Uh, you know, again, not a hundred percent sure, but uh, yes, I believe it was that one. And and I'm sure that you know about those games. You know, the pretty oh, yeah. pretty well known. Well, Street Fighter is the one where you get dysentery, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, good old dysentery. Well, trail, you can get punched in the face. Exactly, exactly. It's uh, the the um, I don't know if you ever played this one, but there was uh, I don't know if it's related to Oregon Trail in any way, but it was called Ellis Island. And Ellis Island, no, 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 no. It was a game where you you came from from wherever you came from, and then you you lived in America and you had to make choices in America. Oh, yeah, nice. and uh. I only know about that game because of schooling. You know, the, uh, the, uh, back in the day when, when they had the floppy disks, you know, uh, I can't recall the name of them, but you had to put them in the thing and then pl- press it down, you know, uh, or turn the little knob thing to set it in place. And then, you know, you had to load it up. This is what I think you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, we're talking sort of to late 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I'm not too keen on the, the naming of it, but yeah. But I, I just remember always having to put it in there and, and latching it or affixing it in a place so that it would read it properly. And um, it was a it was a fun game, you know, very educational, very similar to Mario's Missing, you know, but a little bit more oh, hi- historical thing. It wouldn't have been like a city builder. No, that's not right. It's just sort of, it's just sort of like a list of choices similar to Oregon Trail, or is it just? Well, like I said, it was <clears throat> you. You picked. You I mean. picked where you came from, and then you would go from there yeah. to Ellis Island, and they would play the the saying, "Give me your tired, your poor, your hum- humbled masses yearning to be free," and then you would pick what job you could do, and given the the scenario yeah. of how America was is what job you got. You like yeah. you were either like a mason worker or a midwife or whatever. And uh yeah. and and then you just basically tried to I I far, I don't know if it was the American dream you were trying to achieve, but it was very similar to uh uh Oregon Trail where you could get sick. You know, you could contract the Spanish yeah. flu oh, or yeah. something like that, you know. But uh, it was it was it was a you know like a point and click type of thing you know you choose the things. Um, but I think. No, I, yeah, I'd see how you can learn that in school because it'd be a good educational tool. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the say Carmen San Diego was great for geography. Oh, definitely. I, yes, the, I was watching. Um, I know this is probably edited, you know, but I was watching Jimmy Kimmel, I believe, and he went out into Los Angeles, and he was like, "Name one country on this map," and no one could name any countries on the map. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, that's Australia, that's America, that's Mexico, that's Iceland, you know, like, and, and, and I'm like, thanks, Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Because I loved Carmen Sandiego as a kid. Loved that show. Carmen Sandiego was such a fun game. Yeah, that was one of the games I played when I was younger as well. I don't know if they did it in Australia, but they we had the Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego game. And and one of my oh, classmates was on the show. And I just remember thinking, oh, oh you're so cool. You're on the Carmen Sandiego oh, show. Cool. Yeah, I saw the early cartoon as well. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, with... The Rockapella, they they were like a an acapella singing group. Um, I, again, I don't know if, uh, how they displayed uh, Carmen San Diego in Australia. Um, no, 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 basically it was the same. I think it was the same show. It was a cartoon one where you know the chief looked like Egon from the the real Ghostbusters. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, yeah. S- similar premise, different casting. Basically, I think so. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, so, uh, we've come to the part of the podcast where I ask you, Tim, uh, if you have any advice, you know, gaming-related or whatever you want to share, to the general public, what would that be? If you don't have any, that's fine. Play what you like. Just, reviews are great for basic information, but just play what you like. You know the type of genres you love to play, so just play them despite public opinion. This is what I do, because I like to judge... I just love to judge games not by their company, but by the games themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a big fan of like Ubisoft games. I'm a big fan of the Assassin's Creed, the, you know, the Far Cry series, sure. those sorts of games. And if I just listened to the reviews, I never would have touched them. That's valid. My advice is the reviews are a good guide, but at the end of the day, you know what you like. Of course, of course. You know what you like, and then you stick with it. Yeah, yeah. The, um... All right, well, if you so desire anyone to contact you via social media, this would be the time to leave it. If you don't want anyone to contact you, don't leave anything. I don't really have any way to be contacted by so honestly through um, i can be contacted just through the discords i'm involved with i mean like yourself i'm on the amy dallin discord i'm on a few other discords but the amy dallin discord the enthusiasm discord is where i hang out the most so if you want to talk to me there understood, understood. The discord. yes amy dallin is uh a talent from geek and sundry and other stuff She's very, uh, well, very well, gifted people lady. Don't know who Danny, Internet Amy Dallin is. Yes, I, I would hope not, but I'm just throwing it out there just in case. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. People who may not know who that is, that's a good point. But, uh, okay, uh, Tim, uh, uh, yes. Detective Zen, uh, I, I bow to you. I, uh, I appreciate yes. you, and. Um, Thank you for being part of this podcast again. This has been so much fun. Thank you for inviting me. All right, everybody. Until next time, GG.